If you're an American conservative, you know that the societal values we hold sacred are under attack. They are hanging in the balance. How can you protect those values? By staying informed. The closing argument will deliver news and supporting evidence you need to support and defend those values. Here's Paul Smith. Good morning. This is Paul Smith, your host on The Closing Argument. In this podcast, we will discuss some of the important and controversial political, moral, and legal issues that affect us and our families today. Some of the things we discussed are politically incorrect, and this may offend some of the socialist progressives, but we need to discuss them anyway. They pertain to our liberties. They're important to establish the truth. And we need to let the world know that there are many of us who challenge some of the views that are gaining wide acceptance in our schools, our media, and our government, but which are not right. Today, we're going to talk about the September 6th committee, the House Select Committee on the September 6th uh, um, activities, and this is an update on it. Now, this is being recorded in the middle of July 2022. Uh, The House Select Committee just finished its uh, seventh publicly broadcast hearing on on their uh, their on their their investigation. I I use the word investigation, but that's it's really kind of strange. The reason I say that strange, because from the very outset, this commission, its purpose is not so much an investigation as to find evidence to support their predetermined conclusion that Trump is a scumbag, that he led an insurrection on January 6th to try to overthrow the 2020 election, and that he tried to overthrow the United States government. They want the DOJ to bring criminal charges against him. They accuse him at the beginning of every hearing of causing an insurrection that threatened democracy. And anyone who who participated with him, they want to label domestic terrorists and and who also threaten our democracy. These hearings, and I have watched a few of them, I have not watched all of them, but I've watched enough so that that I've come away with a couple of, of conclusions that I think everyone ought to you know, take a minute and, and acknowledge. Now, we are used to seeing hearings that have a purpose to get at the truth. And so we're used to hearings where you'll hear one side and then the other. We're used to seeing cross-examination of witnesses and evidence that go back and forth as they challenge statements. But what we're hearing and seeing with the commission is something that is is not after unknown tra- facts. Their stated purpose at the beginning of all of the hearings I have seen is to prove that Trump uh, tried was responsible for the insurrection, they call it, at the Capitol, that he's responsible for attempting to overthrow our democracy. And they say how terrible this was. Uh, That is different from a hearing where you have an impartial fact finder who who states, well, we're going to see, you know, what the evidence is. This commission announces through Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and Chairman Benny Thompson virtually every time they've already found uh, these things on the part of Trump, 
and they're they're just they're using this much like the other two impeachments, even though uh, they may not get any referral to the Department of Justice, but they at le very least want to smear Trump. Now, part of the reason this is has become problematic is about half about half the nation is supportive of Trump. About half the nation believes there were problems in the elections and but but apparently they were not established by the different states and so you know that's the end of it nothing i can do about it i want to talk a little bit uh about uh, first of all the the programming and you'll recall that the committee hired the executive i think it was from abc news he may have been a retired executive to try to make their show appealing to the public. And, and of course, the, the committee got some flack because of that. Actually, the, the ratings of the, the committee proceedings have been terrible. And, and I'll tell you one reason why. There is no suspense. Everybody knows what the committee is trying to prove. And there's no suspense. Now, if the committee honestly was wondering, you know, what the outcome would be, that might be different. But they, with they're so anxious to to uh, convict Trump, at, at least in the eyes of the public, that they that there's no suspense whatsoever, and therefore there's no interest. It's just we're just watching these people try to dig up, uh, rather desperately try to dig up whatever evidence they can that might uh, damage Trump and might show that he did something wrong. Now, I want to talk about uh, two or three or four of the hearings and what has happened. One hearing, I think one of the first ones, they asked Officer uh, Caroline Edwards to testify. And uh, she apparently on that day at the Capitol uh, was overpowered by the crowd. And she testified that she was knocked unconscious. And one of the things she said was that this was like being in a war zone. I think that was, those were her words. And I remember when I heard that, I, my thought was, you clearly have never been in war. There were, I mean, we know now that some of the people carried weapons, but most of what you saw there, initially for months, I had no idea that anyone had any weapons. It was just a crowd that got out of control. This was not a war zone. Uh, the, I mean, the one casualty was Ashley, uh, I forget her last name, who, who was shot by a Capitol policeman. Next day, uh, in one of the other hearings, they brought in some of the Department of Justice uh, em employees and officials who were in charge after Barr resigned. And, and when Trump was in December, especially when he was trying to decide what he should do. And, and Trump wanted the Department of Justice to, to bring actions going after what he said was fraud in the elections. Now, there's a couple of, in the hearing, the, the total focus was on the Department of Justice and what they should or should not do. The focus was not on what the states did or should have done or what mistakes they made. This was only on the federal approach to any uh, election irregularities. And the reason I point this out is because 
uh, I agree with uh, President Trump's aides and lawyers that there really wasn't much for the federal government to do. And But that doesn't mean that there was not something for the states to do. And it was just a, an alternative avenue that Trump was approaching. And as he proposed that he was going to appoint Jeffrey Clark, uh, I think he was going to make him attorney general, but he was going to appoint him to a very high post in the Justice Department. When when people got wind of that, virtually all of the legal people who were helping the administration threatened to resign. And the, and the committee here pointed this out, that really that none of the legal minds thought that it was appropriate for legal action to be brought by the Department of Justice, and they would have resigned. Consequently, Trump did not appoint uh, Clark, and he didn't uh, make them do any action, and the, the better minds prevailed. And so it's interesting, while the, the hearing, the, the, in a, at least an hour or two that I listened to, they're saying how Trump insisted on this and that, and it wasn't until there were several meetings they finally prevailed in dissuading him from taking any action like that. Consequently, he didn't. He did what the, the best legal minds recommended. So this may show that Trump is unreasonable and maybe bring out some negative things about him, but ultimately he did the right thing. Another hearing featured Cassidy Hutchinson, who had been uh, supportive of Trump, but who they brought in to who would give a lot of hearsay evidence of things that she had heard others say and that reflected badly on Trump. Uh, such as that he uh, wanted to go to the Capitol. His driver of the beast, they called it, uh, said, no, we're going to the White House. And Hutchinson said she heard that that Trump uh, lunged, leaned forward and tried to take control of the wheel. And, and ultimately, they did not take him to the Capitol where the riots were underway. And so... There are some other things that are kind of negative of Trump, some things he said. But interesting, once again, these things show some contention, some disputes, but there's nothing in here, was nothing in there that would support Trump doing something illegal in terms of an insurrection or sedition. And then furthermore, no sooner had the testimony come out, then there were reports that some of the Secret Service men who actually were involved disputed her version of what happened. And so the commentary immediately was, well, if the, if the House committee knew all this, why didn't they call someone who could testify of these things directly instead of just bringing in hearsay evidence, which wouldn't be admissible in court ever anyway? And so the, the net effect of that hearing was, again, to further show that this was not a legitimate committee sincerely seeking the truth, that they had predetermined results that they wanted to achieve, and they were just looking desperately for evidence that could support it. Now, one of the hearings also focused on the attempt by Trump to get what they called is fake electors 
who would go and and vote from a different state. I believe Arizona was the state. I could be wrong. And and they brought in Eastman and they talked about how he took the Fifth Amendment a number of times. And and the and, and frankly, I did not watch a lot of this one, but but historically, there have been a number of times in, in our history, our nation's history, when there have been more than one set of electors from a state presenting themselves uh, when the votes were to be counted uh, in early January, and at which time Congress has to decide, you know, which ones to represent. And, and this would be done because someone asserts that that there was an illegality in in uh, in electing the, the, the electors. So there certainly has to be a, an opportunity to challenge the electors. And that's one thing that could happen, could have happened on January 6th. So the fact that, that Trump was involved in trying to get a different set of electors present to represent the position of a state, I, I mean, that in and of itself, to, to me, doesn't present a serious problem. I guess he could have done something wrong in attempting to do that. But ultimately, I don't think any any people presented themselves. Uh, I don't think it ever came to fruition. And and the fact that Trump may have considered doing something that turned out he didn't do, I, I don't want to condemn that too much. The, the The whole process is extremely complicated, and the president needs to have the ability to propose and think things through and and sometimes you'll have ideas that are bad and 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 when that happens you know they need need to be stopped but but the mere fact that he explored this to me doesn't amount to anything yet now maybe ultimately they'll come up with some crime if there is a, if it's possible to come up with a crime they certainly will will want to do that and and I'm sure someone will pursue it but the mere fact that these quote, fake electors were discussed, uh, doesn't concern me so much. Um, also, there are several other problems. Let me just, just mention, uh, one of the purposes of the committee, and, and they don't state it as, as a direct purpose, but, but they've already stated it in different words, and that is that their belief that it is treasonous to challenge election results, and that those who challenge election results are basically domestic terrorists. So the committee would like to condemn Senators Cruz and Hawley for their efforts to try to postpone the count and and tried on January 6th that evening, tried to delay a vote so that uh, certain state irregularities could be explored. They, They want them to be condemned. And the committee uh, also, one of the things they did was they highlighted several people who applied to President Trump for pardons. And and the implicit message was that maybe they had done something wrong in in connection with challenging the elections and they they wanted to be pardoned. And, and therefore, that was what they would say, an admission that they were wrong and guilty in what they did. Um, but again, this stuff is indirectly trying to support something with the facts of which do, do not support an insurrection on January 6th. So again, the commission, the committee, which from the outset refused 
to allow those uh, congressmen on it that the Republicans wanted on the commission committee. By doing so, they they made this a farce and a sham. When this happened, the Republicans uh, refused to participate in the sham process. Some have criticized the Republicans saying, well, you at least should have showed up and asked questions and done something. I am of the view, no, they should not have participated at all. Let it implode under its own weight of uh, bad mistakes. Um, the, it was this commi committee is the very definition of a kangaroo court that has a predetermined result, and they are just looking for any evidence they can find that might support it. It is the equivalent of a third impeachment where they're going through the process, but they'll never get the votes to do anything. Their only hope is that the DOJ, Department of Justice, might bring charges against Trump for something at some point. It's interesting, this they repeatedly call it an insurrection, and I still haven't seen evidence of any weapons in use in this whole riot that spilled over into the building. There's no evidence that the riot of breaking into the Capitol was pre-planned. I know they've charged some left, some right-wing extremists of, they have charges against them of conspiring to do this, uh, but there's no evidence that Trump had any involvement in such a plan. In fact, uh, there's no evidence that Trump encouraged incitement uh, to such a riot. In fact, the riot actually defeated his stated purpose which was to vote against some of the uh, the votes that were going to be presented. His whole purpose was to participate in that hearing through other senators, not to have a riot that would disrupt proceedings. And of course, the, there's no not, not one word from the committee about why uh, Pelosi and Mayor Bowser did not authorize the troops, the National Guard troops that Trump authorized to increase the uh, presence there on that day when there was, it was a volatile situation and none to be people who were, were anxious and, and, and some of them angry. So in conclusion, the, while the work of the January 6th committee has not ended, and, and frankly, I don't think it will end at least until the elections, because I believe its participants would like to smear Trump and his supporters as much as they can, at least through the midterms in November. So I expect it will still go on. But the way it operates is a repudiation of the principles of fairness and due process that all of us expect in, in, a, in a nation that is operated by laws and fairness. And they have a predetermined result. It, this committee will certainly explore, expose more flaws of Trump, but it, it so far hasn't shown anything to support insurrection or sedition. The commission or, or committee has said, well, what Trump said, the writers believe because Trump lied when he said the election was stolen and, and that therefore, this caused the riots, but that's a stretch. He, uh, he did say it, and, but that didn't cause them. He actually said just the opposite, and there's no indication that he really wanted that riot to happen. 
that 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 hurt him so badly and and there's no indication that that he wanted that so as, as a as a criminal case i don't think it's going anywhere the the january 6th committee is a blatant example of hypocrisy in in congress it is why congressional polls or polls of congress are about at their low of all time where they sit there in their dignified pretentious solemn seats and their their demeanor seems to be one of how good and righteous they are and what they're doing but the very words of chairman thompson and liz cheney and adam kinzinger and jamie raskin and adam schiff and the other members of that committee indicates that every one of them have predetermined that Trump is terrible and that they are desperately digging for anything bad they can find. And we, even in the United States, are not impressed with this. It is a kangaroo court that you would expect in a banana republic. And the, the bottom line of this commission is even if they, if someone would bring some charge against Trump, they will cling to that as if it somehow uh, justifies everything that the commission has done. But in fact, the committee on January 6th is indeed a sham and a disgrace. And I would want nothing to do with it. And a, if there is any valid charge that can be brought against Trump, that, that's fine. But, a, but this sham does not justify it. It is a disgrace to our nation. This concludes our discussion today. Thank you for joining us. Remember the liberties we enjoy in America can be maintained only when its citizens are moral and active informed participants in the democratic processes. I hope the closing argument helps us to do this. We invite you to visit my website, uh, cpaulsmith.com, where I've got several books on some of the topics that we've discussed. We'll see you next time. <music>